0: Bowie versus Dillion Is this year when I'm glowy? Am I killing? I hope it's not a blowy or a villain oh, It's time for Bowie versus Dillian Welcome to another edition of Bowie vs. Dylan. I'm Charlie, and I like Bowie. I'm Jake, and I love Dylan, and guess what else I love, Chaz? Uh, me. No, I you do, me. I do, I do love you, but I also love, um, on that topic, I love our other brother, Mike. And guess what year hey. that he was born on November 28th. You remember uh, what year was he was born? born. I, I
1: do, as a matter of fact.
0: I'm oh, or, oh good, why don't, why don't you share that with the audience?
1: 1984, <laughs> sex life, 1984. I haven't seen this song for many, many episodes that were not 1984. Yeah.
0: For and some I'm reason. Before I'm pretty sure no one still knows what we're talking about at all. Because I don't, I don't think <laughs> it was like a... This not a very well-known song. No, it's, it's right not. Again. You know, it, the okay. reason that we know it is that our our, our parents had a... DVD compilation No, it was a VHS compilation oh, yeah. Of all of the Eurythmics videos Which are all very fascinating uh, and interesting They
1: were very They made really excellent
0: No, games. they are awesome they and, I lo- and I love I love I love them I love that band But, you know That had 1984 on it So we watched this like Dystopian Orwellian future video Starring yeah, the Eurythmics yeah. singing 1984 <laughs> Like <laughs> Dozens of times I would yeah. imagine yeah. We watched that thing All the so, time
1: I, I'm a, I actually scheduled to talk about this later right. on And I'm going to talk about it right now really quick Because the name in. of the song is is Sex Crime, 1984 You're Right,
0: Sex Crime uh, I thought it was Sex Lies, it was but it's, it's sex, crime. sex Crime from
1: Sex Crime It was from a movie called 1984 You today, guessed it You get one guess As to uh-huh.
0: who was originally approached to do the soundtrack for the movie 1984 And turned down Whereas it went on to the Erythmics instead Oh, that's definitely Bob Dylan, right? Definitely. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's right up his alley. Oh, he's geez. so he'd be so oh, dystopian geez. in nineteen eighty four. He'd be so dystopian. He's so dystopian. Hey. Yeah. Oh
1: he was asked to do it and he oh. turned it down because he said it was too busy. I don't know what he was too busy. To
0: Actually he was raking. He was raking uh, his
1: he, he didn't do it very much in nineteen eighty four. But he did do it a lot you know, when he would have all this nonsense. I think he was he so, was
0: swimming around in his money like Scrooge McDuck in nineteen eighty four. For the barrier. Yeah, exactly <laughs> well, as you'll see He took a couple of weeks off To make a terrible album But other than that mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all he was doing mm-hmm. uh, he, he books Bowie famously In
1: 1974 for yeah. Diamond Dogs He was he was working on a 1980 uh, musical And then did not get the rights From Orwell's Willow And uh, had to abandon it Yeah, we and talked about was, that And then, yeah The second half of the Diamond Dogs album Basically what he had finished For 1980 which
0: includes a song called 1984, which, makes it very difficult to research David in 1984, The search, and everything that comes up is his song named 1984. Sure, of course. Yeah, that's, was, that's rough for was, you, are
1: yeah, first world problems over here, Jake.
0: Absolutely. That's rough.
1: It was tough. It was tough.
0: <laughs> but hey, it seems you.
1: like an excellent segue into all the other stuff I was going to talk about, in which I'm going to do at this time.
2: You can do that right <clears> now. <throat> Go. I'll oh, add
1: call Jake From a few days ago About David Bowie Swimming in giant piles of money Yeah Cheers for duck Definitely uh, The 80s were Luke
0: For David But uh, Creatively Bankrupt Ooh Jake. Bummer man
1: right
0: That's, a, that's, that's a, a tough Tough, tough tight Right
1: there Right there, sure. <laughs> right there. Uh, So coming <laughs> off of 1983 This is a period If you listen to it This is for the listeners out there People listen to our Episode number forty, in which we went through the top eras of Raga. Yeah. I called this eighties period. I named it "Dance" or "Dancing for Dollars,"
0: mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which it was a good one. It was a good title. So, very nice. Very
0: today. nice. Loved it. Loved it. Was it. Very
1: nice. Uh, loved the then. Loved it now. It was a time when, yeah, we <laughs> made a lot of money, but didn't make a lot of good music or do other good things in general. So, 1983, he exploded with the "Let's Dance," a gigantic, gigantic album. Huge tour called the Serious Moonlight Tour. He was in four months in some capacity in 1983. It was just an explosion, of gigantic year for him. Yeah. He followed it up by making just just just
0: junkin' it. Um, just I, it Jake,
1: up. before he released an album called Tonight, and Tonight is going to get a beat award. Jake, you ready?
0: Oh, what? Big fat beat
1: award. No, you'll you'll understand it. Just a just I'm ready. A I'm ready to understand. It gets the DVD award for Bowie's most phoned-in album.
0: Uh, I just phoned it right in. Recorded it over a phone, everyone. The like album, this like this so podcast. I mean, he, might, he
1: might as well, because <laughs> he just didn't do stuff to make this a good album.
0: <laughs> he didn't write he songs. He didn't play instruments.
1: He made an album. Well, Jake, <laughs> I, you just listen further on, okay? I will. Uh, to illuminate
0: the intricacies, and I use that term, I don't know. Very lately. Uh, Ironically I have got a series of
1: questions for you, Jake. Ooh, I'm ready. So now, yeah, you're ready. You're always ready. No, oh, I'm. So you, you, This is the type of thing you do pretty often with albums, and I haven't done it in a while. Ooh. Uh, uh, so tonight has tracks, Jake.
0: Okay.
1: I ask you of questions about these tracks. So, it's you know somewhere between zero and nine for all of these questions. All right. Zero and nine. one. How many tracks on tonight
0: are ill-advised early '80s adult contemporary reggae out of nine, how many are ill-advised adult nine contemporary? Full blown reggae Oh, oh full-blown reggae! They're all,
1: they're oh. all ill-advised in early '80s adult contemporary. They all
0: are that. Oh, okay, theater. so that's all 9 I'll tell you that. Got it. It's just
1: the reggae part. How many are the
0: reggae? Um, I think he did three reggae songs. Who close two. two? Oh, only two. Okay, all right. A little yeah. restraint yeah. there. I like that. A little restraint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, good, good, good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how many of these adult contemporary tracks featured teenage?
0: Uh, Tina Turner, the famous uh, singer and uh, no, creation no of than... creation of David Bowie from that Pepsi commercial. Well,
1: at least like the second or third leg of her career is is really directly Bowie directly responsible for her
0: getting like yeah. the support for her record label and stuff that she needed to become the gigantic star that she. All right. Here. So how many feature Tina Turner? She created a
1: successful career before Bowie came along.
0: No, I'm saying that he created her in a Pepsi lab. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Oh,
1: yeah. Well. Yes. According to a cutscene. i not covers, saying
0: like that he is, is responsible for her, for her for her white hot singing and excellent musicianship prior to and, meeting him. And you know,
1: early fifties sex symbolism.
0: Absolutely. So she
1: was in her like late forties, early fifties when she was a and, giant and, uh, sex. And uh, terrible. Which we still, which we hear at DVDs at Bowie versus Dylan still greatly respect. Hey, we're you uh,
0: She's also a terrible, we a terrible abuse survivor, and, uh, and yeah, she made well, it out uh, of that yeah. just fine. So, Which, also, uh, we
1: tip of the hat to you on that one,
0: Tina. Yeah, way to go, Tina. Not hey, so Tina, you. you know, right. a lot of love to you, Tina Turner. We know you're listening. <laughs> the calls
1: I mean, we ever mentioned are <laughs> living and dead.
0: Kanye West and Tina Turner together, listening to this <laughs> podcast. All right, so what's the question? Hey, how many of these... How
1: many tracks feature Tina Turner?
0: All right, um, I'm going to say two of them do.
1: It's actually one. Oh, I
0: was going to say uh, one.
1: It's the title track tonight. That also happens to be one of the reggae tracks. That
0: was an eighties staple to just have like one track with another gigantic star on it. I should've known that.
1: Yeah. The thing is she's so she's she's just like you're not doing a duet.
0: She's just doing like backing vocals and she's very pretty deep next. You wouldn't you don't notice she's there. Oh, So it's not before. like a star turn, I know. it's like a oh. I know. Well no, that's no, no, weird.
1: No. Although later on the uh I don't know if I'm jumping my own.
0: You are. Later
1: on Tina Turner does a records a live version of tonight with david bowie like pop it in for a concert sure and she released that as a single in 1988 and okay. that is actually a better track than uh than this
0: one well that's because tina Turner's singing it i get it it's true you can actually tell that her. all right how many of the nine tracks are really really terrible beach boys covers like actual beach boys covers or just sound oh, like yeah. beach boys no no
1: no actual covers of beach boys songs. all right yeah.
0: there's there's one of those
1: there's one. It is true. What is it? it? Is, God only knows. God <laughs> only knows why Bowie ever cried. You've heard that track. You've heard that one.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, you you shut. It's you, really something. You inflicted it upon me. I remember.
1: It's really. We, years ago, made a. made a worst of Dylan and I made mean, a worst of Bowie compilation for us to prefere to. And, for only and talk us to. <laughs> it was really entertaining. Wildly entertaining. For it was. It and was. that track made it. It was on there.
0: God only knows. That's also the best song of the entire 60s, according to Pitchfork.
1: According to Pitchfork? Sure. <laughs> I feel like they should have come up with something a little more edgy. I know. I
0: think it was kind
1: of like they go
0: with Because on
1: Mars is their best track of the 70s, if I, I remember know. right. I know.
0: I think they're just trying to make people scratch. That's
1: an awesome song, don't get of me wrong. Of course it is. Of I, course it is. I, I can not know how you pick any best song in the 70s. All right. All
0: right, go. Uh,
1: nine tracks. How many tracks feature Marimba prominently?
0: All right, now do these overlap sometimes with the Caribbean tracks, with the reggae tracks?
1: Oh yeah.
0: Oh fuck. Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> Doy. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I mean. That was obvious. Uh, all right. So marimba. Um. Gosh. Whatever. There? there were. There were. There were only two reggae tracks. But mm-hmm. marimba. I mean, marimba has to be. You know, let's make it three. Let's let's give it a three.
1: Three. Uh. It's more than that, Jake. What? I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't know how many more. Cause I came up with this question and did not feel like listening to the whole album again to figure out how many exactly had it but it's definitely more than three
0: you phoned it in on this phoned in album I I, understand. I phoned it in that's what I <laughs>
1: you're say you're phoning it in I right really, now it truly really did Jake it was This <laughs> was a good question because there's a lot of marimba on this album
0: you didn't want to listen to it <laughs> no, I understand no, no.
1: I listened to it once In preparation for this And I did not want to listen to it again and mm-hmm. I came up with this question After that So,
0: so Anywhere from three Anywhere from three to nine Let's say
1: I would guess At least six
0: Six have yes. marimba
1: I'm a lead. It,
0: That's a lot it of It might be all the tracks Honestly That's, that's a that's lot possible. of That's like Dylan and, That's like his That's like Dylan And his gospel backup singers It's all the tracks <laughs> It's
1: all marimba It's all Same marimba. thing There's a whole lot of horns On this album Lots of There's lots of brass <laughs> it's kind of Like when I picture this album, I picture a whole bunch of bad '80s synths, but there
0: actually aren't that many synths on there. Okay. It's marimba. It's bad just, '80s brass. It's brass that sounds <laughs> like bad synths. Got it. Exactly.
1: <laughs> All right, night track, Jake. How many tracks were co-written by Iggy Pop?
0: Oh, uh, now when? Now tell me this. When did Iggy Pop put out that blah 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 album? Was that this year?
1: 1986.
0: 1986, okay, I'm
1: thinking of it. Okay. Which, as you know, Bowie was heavily involved in.
0: No, I didn't know that. You haven't told us that five times. Okay. Cheek. I'm sorry. Ah. Uh, gosh, I wasn't even being a jerk about it this time. Yeah, kind of, though, in a, in a no. under the radar, kind of an under the radar way. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Okay, alright. I believe you. Okay, how many code tracks were co written? Co written by Iggy Pop. I'm going to say four.
1: Five actually oh, You're getting close. closer In all these guesses
0: Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm not doing too yeah. bad Not doing too bad Yeah, no, I mean except three. for the Marimbas I ruined the Marimbas Except
1: thing. for the Marimba
0: live Yep Well I, I oh, had yeah, no five, way of knowing
1: Five co-written by you Okay uh, Follow up question How many tracks were written Or written by David Bowie
0: How many tracks were written Full stop Or
1: Written or co-written by David Bowie, but he had some writing credit. On
0: it. <laughs> this is a question you would never ask of a Dylan album. It's 100% every time. Um, I, uh,
1: except for his last three albums, Jake.
0: Yeah, except for those. Uh, let's go with. Okay, so five were co written with Iggy Pop. Or. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, so let's go seven. Six. Oh. Oh. <laughs>
1: Only six actually
0: written in any way by David Bowie. Wow, six out of nine. How oh, I should have known track? that.
1: How many tracks Were solo written By David Bowie
0: Well I guess That would be one then No two Go two Two
1: It's two It's two yes. Nice one Jake yes, yes, Only yes. two tracks On this album Were solo By David Bowie
2: Yeah uh, Five of them Were co-written By E. Epo- including
1: one That was co-written By Epo And not co-written By David Bowie Right
0: it That's a cover
1: yeah. Of an Epo Solo track I knew you were Tricking that, me that wrote it with Oh yeah I'm tricking you
0: I knew you were Trying to uh,
1: There's four new songs and rather five are covers,
0: including two of our covers of a song that David Bowie and Iggy wrote together for Iggy Pop previously. Okay. Does okay. that make sense? I'm confused. Yeah. No and it doesn't make it doesn't make, including, it doesn't make including, sense. Including,
1: including the song Tonight <laughs> is uh, the album was for life.
0: Does not make but sense did
1: this, he did this with China though too. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Unless Dance. It was a song they wrote together for Iggy Pop solo albums and then we covered them later on. At least partially so that Iggy Pop could make a living wage off of uh Songwriting credits. Sure. That's at least part of the reason why this happened
0: Yeah, he's, he's got a that's lot of leather, a lot of leather pants to buy. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> you know, and when you keep slashing them and drenching them in your own blood, like they don't last very long. And he's you know he's saving on you shirts. Understand?
0: He's saving on shirts, but that's all. <laughs> well, it helps.
1: It helps, you know. What else? What else, you know? <laughs> yeah. Surely does. All right. So two tracks were sold. Around. How many tracks were really worth being on the album in the first place?
0: Oh man. Uh, I there's got to be one good one. So I'm gonna say one.
1: I would go two. Oh, okay. Maybe like all right. One all right. and a half. One, yeah. Maybe like one and quarters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're two not completely terrible. They're just not, just phoned in and forgettable. In other words, they're just so phoned in and forgettable. Mm. Uh, tonight is not as aggressively bad as Never Let Me Down, which okay. is later from 1997. It's just so forgettable and just kind of there. And then there's, always, there's
0: also God Only Knows, which is that terrible. It's That's just so happening. Bad. So bad. So the two songs, I
1: feel like, really belong in itself with the end of the album, are Blue Jean, which is big hit, the one you actually probably have heard of. I don't know, maybe. And then, uh... <laughs> it's jazz and I'm Blue Jean, oh, I've got my blue
0: dream, No, don't know no. Trick?
1: no, don't okay. care, don't
0: right. care. Just let me it. <laughs> Glad I, I never heard it. How's that?
1: All right, and my last question. Uh, how many tracks track does Bowie play?
0: An instrument on Oh man So okay So I gotta think back To Let's Dance When he didn't play Any instruments But he was huge anyway Mm -hmm. Uh, How many did he Actually play an instrument on And obviously the voice Is not an instrument In this scenario Right Uh, Let me check my notes No No that doesn't count Okay Um, (laughs) How many does he Play an instrument on Let's go with Let's go with four I wanna go with four
1: no, oh, you most drunk. Zero, Jake. What? He plays no instruments on his <laughs> whatsoever. What? So you were joking in the beginning of this big like, He doesn't write. Didn't write any songs. That's exactly what he had. He barely wrote any songs. Zero. He play any instruments.
0: He, he couldn't be bothered himself. to play. He's like
1: let's dance. Let's dance. He also does not play any instruments. He only sings. Well, that
0: was a Nile Rodgers joint, if I remember right.
1: Exactly. Nile Rodgers got to. But For some reason, it was a now was Rogers' thing that playground
0: of success.
1: But that's the main difference between Let's Dance. Well, there's two main differences between Let's Dance and Tonight, because Let's Dance has multiple covers. Though, it has three covers. It and, does. Kinda. Of. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's one full blown. I mean, two of them were written by eight, or written, written by David Bowie at some time in the past. But sure, only sure one sure, cover. Sure. Yeah, but in both cases, he's just was like, here, guys, just some songs. Let me know when it's time for me to come in and sing some vocals on it. And it's just that he had better <laughs> collaborators for Let's Dance. <laughs> he also wrote better songs for Let's Dance. Let's be sorry, I mean, but, come on. But
0: really, he just, Niles Rogers was better at it than whatever forgettable people he got to do tonight, who I've forgotten because they're so forgettable. They're just absolutely forgettable. I understand. It's, just, it's, just forg- it's a forgettable album. Yeah,
1: that's great. So, Jake... Yeah. Let's uh let's agree to forget about
0: it. Hey, I've already forgotten about it. I I didn't remember it's it to good. begin with, and now I've forgotten about it. So it's, hey, it's, it's over. Let's
1: move on to my next segment of my four. Okay. And the next segment is called VHS and Laserdiscs, more like VHS and Yeserdiscs.
0: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> that was the name of my segment. It was pretty good one, I thought. I enjoy that.
0: Say it again. <laughs> Say it again.
1: VHS and Laserdiscs more like VHS yes
0: and yay so you're saying yes to VHS's and Laserdiscs is that what's yeah okay no, great, I'm great.
1: Well, I am. well I'm
0: saying yes to Laserdiscs for sure well <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's my favorite obsolete
1: media before.
0: you know what I, I just I gotta I just gotta bump in here you know I look at the Wikipedia page and uh, for whatever year we're doing just to see what Bob Dylan has actually released in case I didn't uh-huh. you know understand what was going on and I into the you know definitely ninety five maybe even into ninety six. Laser discs were still being released. In the well,
1: DVDs DVDs weren't released until like they didn't come out as a technology until ninety seven or nineteen ninety eight.
0: Well, that's what I, but they just exploded. You think that laser just exploded on the scene. You think that VHS it would have been just VHS, but laser discs were like still a thing in the mid nineties. They
1: were,
2: yeah.
0: Well, it's because VHS and LaserDisc they kind of came out at the same
1: time in a very parallel form as tapes and CDs, which also came out at basically the same yeah, time. Yeah, right, right. And they're piggybacking in the same technology, you Laser know. Laser technology. DVDs, That's all This is
0: the same stuff. Sure, lasers. VHS and tapes, same stuff. Lasers. And so in both cases,
1: uh, just and CDs were the higher quality, but higher end and much more expensive option. Especially sure. the players, you know, were way more expensive at the time. Oh, yeah. Tapes and VHS, much more Affordable, not as good a quality. No, they're they just, they, wore out.
0: they wear out real easy.
1: Right. So then, uh, you know, eventually the cost of CDs came down in the late 80s. Early, by the early 90s, tapes are basically done because they're replaced by CDs, out. which were already there. Yeah. Whereas uh, it wasn't until the late 80s when DVD came in and suddenly you had a the higher quality, lower price option that beat out laziness and destroyed VHSs at the same time.
0: Thank you for that consumer listening breakdown of the mid-90s, Chess. That was amazing. That's right. You're welcome.
1: Wow. I also would like to remind you about the very brief late-90s, early-2000s, sudden surgence of mini-disc, which didn't go anywhere, thankfully. I
0: remember being really terrified that I was going to have to buy elms albums on mini-disc. Yeah, I did have a I friend. was like, oh, this is a new
1: thing, and they're just stopping. Making- we all got a friend who, like, just yeah. embraced mini-discs. and right. had a car full of these little mini, like, you know. The guy had, like, 60 of them sitting in his car. Yep.
0: Well, and, what they, uh, what they and had
1: a year later, they were dead. And I'm like, yes. I
0: can do this. <laughs> you just breathe a sigh of relief. Well, what they always had was a bunch of bootlegs. They had like all these like crazy live shows and stuff because you could fit so much more on the mini disc than you could well, on anything okay. else. Okay, my friend
1: was not cool enough to have cool bootlegs. Yeah. just
0: had albums. You
1: just had like little tiny, little <laughs> tiny albums. <laughs> I wonder if you could fit a mini disc into the hole inside the lid.
0: <laughs> Maybe I don't it know. Just be a,
1: an obsolete media sandwich. Oh, delicious
0: for four <laughs> And you could get a player to do it at the same time. <laughs> oh
1: man, what's we'll it about that, Jake?
0: All right, we just did. I don't know what you're talking about. We just did. We just that, did. That, that. It's called the obsolete yeah, sandwich. The obsolete the sandwich, sandwich player. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone's really hungry and they <laughs> oh, just buy I'm it. I'm so
1: hungry for some obsolete media.
0: Many <laughs> were hilarious. Hey, they were I so would, small.
1: At this time, I would like to explain why I brought up the lasers in the first. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> fine. And the age, yes. I guess
0: you and can. And then it's Jake that in 1984,
1: <laughs> David Bowie released not one, not two,
0: uh-huh.
1: not three. What? But. <laughs> four, VHS slash Laserdisc
0: releases. In oh, TV. this is ridiculous. They're gonna all going to get points, aren't they? Probably negative uh, points. Though.
1: You'll just wait. You'll okay. Wait all right. I'll wait. So
0: I'll wait and see. Number
1: one, the biggest and best bet is *Serious Moonlight*. Live, yeah. from September nineteen eighty three. Okay. Uh, it was nominated for a Grammy, Jake. Oh, you know that? Did it win? Released in VHS and Laserdisc. Uh, it's just a live, it's a live show from 1983 It's actually pretty good I
0: okay. like that It's serious yeah. And it's moonlight. Yeah, we'll
1: talk more about that when we get to points it's Fine, point
0: fine, point I guess is nonsense. This is such a bad I didn't know
1: any of, this, any of this stuff was here I knew when I was starting out points you know, It was a race for the bottom for 1983.
0: Yeah, it's so, a race for the, the bottom we To come right.
1: up with some stuff that might get points no. uh, Next up was Ricochet Which is a documentary travel log From that 1983 live tour but it's about, like, being an outsider and wandering around in Ooh. Eastern Europe. Or not Eastern Europe, sorry. Eastern Asia. Uh, uh, and, and stuff. Okay. It's interesting. Ricochet. It's, I, uh, Ricochet. Ricochet. It's an obscure, but weird, and, and good track. I think it's my favorite song on
0: Let's Dance. Okay. Um, Your favorite like, I, song?
1: I think it's my favorite one on Let's Dance. Okay. Next up is Jasmine for Blue Jean."
0: Je- so what, said, what did you just say to me? I
1: said Jazen for blue
0: jeans. Jazen oh, oh, my... jazz, like, for blue
1: jeans? Jazen.
0: Jazzen. Oh, oh, you Jazen. I see like that. Jaz,
1: you Jazen. I'm Jazen for blue jeans. Oh, <laughs> like that? No, like Jazen for blue jeans.
0: did you say that was the hit? Blue Jean, blue,
1: doo, 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 what's that?
0: Did you say that was the yeah, hit? Yeah. <laughs> This is Dumb. A,
1: This is one that I David Boy fan, that I had some remembrance of. This I just
0: want I want everyone to turn system. I want everyone to turn to their partner or whatever, whoever you're sitting next to, and just agree that you've never heard "Jazzin' for Blue Jean" never.
1: This, the name of the song is Blue Jean. Blue Jean.
0: Whatever. This doesn't exist. disc was
1: called "Jazzin' for Blue Jean." Doesn't doesn't for Blue Jean. <laughs> Let's get everything right here, Jake. put stuff right here. Okay. Uh,
0: I can't. I can't. It this is, is
1: like this are is... taking this podcast seriously right now, Jake. <laughs> I'm not, like care.
0: I'm taking you seriously, you know, sort of, and I'm taking the podcast seriously, definitely, but I'm not taking Blue Jean or Jasmine for Blue Jean seriously. <laughs> I'm not. This
1: was a solid, this was a, this was a solid hit for Bowie.
0: I, a, don't I don't agree. I don't agree, because I've never, heard, I've never heard, so. heard that song, and I used to listen to classic rock so, radio on R- Jake. Oh, this wasn't
1: classic rock, it was... 80,
0: yeah, but by the time I was listening to classic <laughs> rock, like Let's Dance was on classic rock, and this song was not. Oh, I knew it all. Okay, well, maybe it didn't
1: make the jump. I don't know.
0: 92.7, like, KQRS did not play <laughs> Jazzin' for Blue G. Anyway, Blue G was the name of the song. Get, remember that you'll remember, Jake, that the early to mid 80s
1: were a shameless over the top music videos. I loved them some all. Some in excess of even minutes long. Yeah. This is one of those films.
0: Okay. <laughs> Coming is... in
1: at 22... <laughs> what? 22 minutes. Jazzy <laughs> is a short film in which Bowie plays two different characters. Oh, my goodness. One, a dynamic, flamboyant rock star with amazing makeup. Yeah. And two, a down on his luck shuckster just trying to get a date with a girl. Sure. Just in every band. Sure. trying to get a date with a hey, girl. I bring him to the concert of the down no, Flame Blant Rockster. Sure. Word up. In predictable fashion, the Flame Blant Rockster
0: steals the girl from the Love Jackster. Okay. And, uh, that's the whole video. That's 20 minutes. That's 22 minutes. 22 right minutes. How <laughs> my... <laughs> I have a lot of questions, but I'm not going to ask them. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: This song is only like three minutes long, so it's only like the last three minutes. Is this song?
0: So it's a whole movie um, and then the song plays?
1: Yeah, yeah. This kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Think of thriller. No, I know. I, I'm thinking Think of, of, thriller. A of thriller. But thriller was thrilling and popular. This doesn't sound like that to
1: me. Um, I know it doesn't sound like that, but I'm going to be completely honest and say that it actually is quite good. Oh, like, I really? I... Honestly, like, I really like this. I know it's worth. It's fun to make fun of it because it just sounds like something to make fun of. It it's actually for, worthwhile.
0: and for Blue Bo Jeans. <laughs> Bowie is
1: great in it for one thing. Okay. Bowie's hilarious as this shuckster
0: I believe and you. Is the uh,
1: the rock like there's some against like him that he's like getting at himself. Um, Over the flamboyant rock star. Okay. My favorite line is, uh, it was something white right here. Uh, I should have written that down. It was a great line. But it ends with, uh, something about your, uh, your record sleeves are better than your songs. This is Bowie <laughs> talking to himself. Which is 100% true for the, the album tonight. Yeah. Which is an awesome record cover and is total of that
0: Oh, man. Hey,
1: Jake, I've got another. DVD award for Inside of Jasmine for Blue Jeans. This
0: is crazy. A lot of, a lot of awards, lot of awards <laughs> lately.
1: We'll just wait till my third segment for 1984, which is about awards.
0: <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I had really a lot of fun with the 1984. I can tell uh, you've I been. I'm giving a DVD
1: award to Jasmine for Blue Jean for featuring my favorite makeup, David Bowie. Ever? In all his years of wearing makeup. Yep. It's my favorite makeup by David Bowie. Okay. As a flamboyant rockstar, whose name is Screaming Lord Byron. Screaming Lord Byron.
0: Screamin' Lord Byron.
1: Scream- Byron? <laughs> Byron.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh huh. That's right. That's yeah, right. I heard you. I think he
1: wears this really awesome that, like, it's like it's like the shadows on his own face. Okay. So, like, you know, there's a light again. You know, the little bit uh, a shadow against off your nose on the side of your face. It's against the light. All that kind of stuff.
0: All
2: right. So
1: the makeup is all of those like shadows and stuff on his own face. So it creates this really kind of surreal, like prop feel. them. he's moving around; the shadows moving,
0: and they look realistic. It's the first time you see
1: him, you can't even tell he's wearing makeup, and then he's got this all. It's really cool. It's a really cool effect. And I really like it. And if I ever someday let's it for something, you know, for the you know when they when our talk. The option for a major motion film,
0: which it's and going to. For Go to the movie premiere, sure. yeah. and
1: you dress up as as Bob Dylan and I dress up as David Bowie. I might just go as.
0: Like, <laughs> oh man, so you're going to do something not obvious? I got to think of a good Dylan, not an, not go, obvious. I mean, like, you, you can't show
1: up to something like that with like the Aladdin Sane
0: in your head. Like, well, no, the
1: point, I you know, guess. like you got to you got to go deeper than that.
0: I guess. I mean, the people want Aladdin Sane, but you you don't care what the people want. I know.
1: No, just like Bob Dylan. <laughs>
0: and at times other than the 80s. Yeah, no, he cared what the people wanted. Although he cared he a lot about the people. It right sounded now. like he didn't have to do anything wrong. to get everyone's love in the 80s. He just kind of. Well, you
1: know, he, he thought that he just. I think. I kind of wonder if he just went there. like Because they said that you know, he'd up with this gigantic audience off of Let's Dance. And I don't think he really understood them. He didn't know who they were or what they were all about. Yes. Uh, yes. So I think he thought he was hiring people with would know what, what the people wanted. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Just all failed.
0: Yeah, it went, it, it crashed and burned, but it worked for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah, it did. So, um, "Jasmine for Blue Jean" won a
0: Grammy, Best Video, Short Form, okay. which Jake <laughs> yeah. is the only
1: competitive Grammy that David Bowie won during his lifetime.
0: Wait, what does that mean? The only competitive? Wait, what? He, he, al- was
1: nom- he was nominated for fifteen competitive <laughs> Grammys. Not like um, so he, he won a Ray Grammy at different times he was nominated for a Grammy 15 times in his life
0: a Grammy okay. and he
1: uh and he only this is the he won that was competitive really yes he also won four for Black Star after he died so this is why we have
0: well to yeah lifetime. but uh, obviously but uh, again it's
1: not it's not obvious we won any of them if he
0: had you know I'm not sure he would have I'm, I'm, I'm very sh- I'm, I'm shocked by that I know I gotta say <laughs>
1: I know, I've won more Grammys than I'm, I'm pretty sure just Even when the conversation was, I've had right
0: now Even he, when he was like unwittingly Hugely popular, he didn't win a Grammy Except for Jazz and for Blue Jeans well, he
1: did, except for
0: Jazz and for Blue Jeans <laughs> <team>. Yeah, okay <laughs> You know that sounds so I'm not even going to say it, that just sounds so dirty That just sounds bad, Jazz and for Blue Jeans <laughs> I'm not going to say uh, it Alright, and the last VHS
1: release I don't
0: think this one actually came out I'll be honest, but it did come out in VHS Laser uh, jazz baby Love you till Tuesday Oh yeah I've heard was of this It actually recorded In early 1969 We talked about it in, At length
1: Other times They did not a physical Not get an actual release Of any kind Until 1984 No. Oh. It sat in the vaults For 15 long years oh, And then man. it came
0: out Wow
1: And uh <laughs> You know I wonder why It was before it was famous It shows It had very Low production costs I don't know We'll talk more about that later. too Hey But let's finish up my by talking a little bit more about awards. Specifically so have, the MTV Video <laughs> Music Awards. So you have that's more.
0: The VMAs. You have more than thirty minutes to talk about this, because that's what you're <laughs> at right now. Hey, we've been
1: having
0: a good time. Hey, we're having a great time. Hey, is everyone having a good time? Hey, who's having a good time? Hey, you a
1: good time
0: there? Hey, you having a good time out there? Hey, we're here yeah, all week. You drink. go for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Yeah, two drink so, venom. Two drink venom.
1: The VMAs. The first year of the VMAs was in 1984,
0: Jake. Oh, I did not know that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And David Bowie was nominated for four of them.
0: Oh, good.
1: I did check; it was not nominated for any. Just you know.
0: Well, that makes perfect. Sure that, that makes perfect he was making sense. Videos or anything. <laughs> he was anyway. Bowie won best. Of course, this is you know it's always from previous years,
1: so it's looking back on all the stuff he did in 1983, which is all that stands here. Of course, he won the best male video. For the song "Tiny Girl," beating you guessed it, Thriller.
0: He beat Thriller. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't oh, know. No, that's not I right. I can't condone
1: it. I can't explain it.
0: That's not right. It. That's not right.
1: I refuse to just understand it. He was also nominated for Best Stage Performance in a Video for "Modern Love." Ooh. Best overall performance in a video For China Girl oh And best cinematography in a video For China Girl They, made, really likes China Girl
0: they made all of these categories up Got it
1: uh, Well of course this was, That was the first year So yes They made all of them up All My these Best
0: weird categories. hair in a short form Of music video Damon Wright <laughs> He was also uh, given Give the they started, like, like, a Hall of Fame
1: type award that they started the first year. Bowie won it the first year. It's Video Vanguard
0: Award. Oh, came. I've heard of that. I've heard of the Video yeah, Vanguard yeah. Award.
1: And he, and he won it in the first year.
0: I bet you that's wish. the...
1: That's, that feels like an actual, like, decent award to have won. Like, it's something to be oh, slightly proud of.
0: Yeah, you know, as far as MTV Video Music Awards go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Bowie did not bother to show up for the
0: show. Oh, nice. I don't know what he was doing what? at the time. What? Why? clue
1: whatsoever. I don't know. I don't... know. He's, he, was. he didn't do anything this year, so I'm not sure what was going on. Everyone was lost. Like he, released, he didn't release an album in 1985. It's not like he was working hard on something else.
0: He ain't doing nothing. I
1: don't know what he was doing most of this year.
0: He's doing a bunch of crap, is what he's doing.
1: Nah, he was fairly clean by then. Uh, so Iggy Pop accepted the award on his behalf. Oh, Which nice. is alright, because
0: he, he did co write China Girl, you know, years earlier. Yeah which he name-checked in his acceptance. <laughs> He's like, uh, this he is was, actually- He mentioned
1: it in the original version. This is actually my like, song. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the right, song I did, from me a seven. And then they had a pre-filmed version, Bowie did perform live, there were all kinds of live performances, but Bowie wasn't there. But he pre-filmed a live-ish, not really live-ish version of Blue Jean, the hot 1984 <laughs> single that never loves.
0: And everyone talks about it to this day. know they don't. 35 years later, we're still
1: loving
0: it. We don't so know what that is. Like, we don't know what that the is. the second music video for <laughs> no, the second is far inferior to jazz and religion,
1: which is awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I get to it. I I get in the ear and ear that I'm, I'm scuttling off to go watch 22 Minutes.
0: No, you're not. The the form form you're gonna have Jasper. to. You've been talking for so long. It's my turn. <laughs> oh, you would love it every minute. I brought
1: the heat this episode. You know it. You, you did.
0: Know it, Although I'd say that twelve percent of the words that you've said have ever been blue or Jean. That's pretty twelve <laughs> percent. Let's not forget. Let's not forget Jasmine. Jasmine. One and eight. On. One in eight words you've said of blue, Jean, or Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> And it's yeah. intolerable. <laughs> yeah,
1: only well, because you haven't watched the closing.
0: i for Blue Jean. I will never watch hey, Jason for Blue Jean.
1: You're <laughs>
0: <laughs> ever. <laughs> do
1: okay, you know, Jake. I do. Have, I do have something to ask of you. Okay, I'm you ready. Can say no. No. To watch. I said it uh, because there's all, There's just Blue Jean. You can watch just the music video Blue Jean, which is that last three of the song playing. Okay. Watch it long enough to see David Bowie's makeup. Alright, so fine. Take 20, 30 seconds, and then see if you actually recognize the song at all. Because it was like, a legitimate, yeah. If you've never heard it, it's supposed to be a little I don't bit think
0: I have, but I, you know, maybe if I. Maybe I know. you
1: haven't, but. Hey, I, you know. It surprises me if you've never heard it at
0: all. Okay, well, prepare to be surprised, I guess. I'm not sure. Well,
1: I am prepared. I'm prepared. I just watch this totally sweet makeup
0: of Screaming Lord. Okay. Alright.
1: Screaming Lord hey, By You're in here. Yeah, um, two words, Jake. Those two words are straight
0: swoop. Straight swoop. What does that mean? How is that no, possible? It's so
1: swooping. It's just straight up
0: swooping. Oh, it's straight up swooping. I thought you said straight yeah. swooping. I, exactly I did say way. straight swooping. That's an but oxymoron. It was a straight. It was a short for a
1: straight up swooping. It swoopin'. okay. It's swooping. Okay. Straight
0: swooping. You know.
1: You know what
0: I'm saying? <laughs> I do now. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad. Bad hair. Okay, great.
1: Real, real, real bad hair. What do you give it? I'm gonna give it a one point
0: seven five. What? Are you going into the quarters?
1: <laughs> hey, whatever the made up ratings on your hair, you done right. Do All right.
0: One. So let's see, <laughs> two point five would be would be fifty fiftieth percentile. Yeah. And so one point seven five is, you know, it's a it's a cut below that. Of you said it was sure pretty enough. bad I, I would call it a 1.25 based on your description but i mean straight swooping sounds he's had, nice yeah you said it worse he's okay. worse okay all subject. right hey hey you're the you're in here
1: subjective expert. scale i understand it's it's still fairly in the middle <laughs> there wasn't a mullet involved so
0: you know <laughs> yeah and it was was it dyed any particular color or just kind of um, natural oh natural it was kind of natural yeah cuz it was blonde all through the day uh,
1: 3 like wow. bleached
0: blonde Wow bleached blonde and curly, <laughs> and swooping.
1: Uh, hey, Chaz. Yeah. I got a question
0: for you. Yeah.
1: My question is: Did Dylan do anything in
0: 1984? Wow. And if so let's hear. He did. I feel like I've I feel like I've dropped LSD and I've come out and I think <laughs> it's like hour seven and I don't know what's going on anymore. It's like I'm hallucinating. No. I've heard the words blue jeans like a lot. <laughs> and I don't I don't know how to proceed, but I'm gonna try anyway, Chaz. You know what? I've got. Just trying to power through I'm going to power through You know what I, I appreciated our grab bag segments From the last two shows But I'm not going to do that this time I'm just going to I'm just going to start at the top Of what my notes say And I'm going to I'm going to roll through them and going to, to see, roll right We're going to roll right on through them Now um, Actually I lied I have to start with something different Than the top Because it's out of order <laughs> that, was, that was a Rollercoaster emotions <laughs> <laughs> I know you said
1: one thing And then a few seconds later You said something <laughs> Completely
0: opposite It was just like The next second You know what I'm gonna say Right away I'm gonna say right away Chaz That Dylan Toured the world In 1984 Which at the time Was was not Was, <laughs> was not that, still that Notable It was notable At the time And um, The tour still ended At those times These will be, these will be This is it my op- never This You're is my it opening was, th- It was occasionally ending It ended You know Every year basically And then it started up again yeah. A couple of years later uh, so here, here's my opening salvo for Dylan in 1984. Chaz, we have we have a Mick. We have a Mick. Chaz.
1: We have a Mick. Does yes. I don't yes. think I interpret any Micks.
0: Oh, so. there's a Mick. He features prominently, and I wish I could say that he was like a good Mick, but it turned out he was a very <laughs> he was a very bad Mick. But. There is such a thing as a bad Mick. Well, in this, shocking, uh, shocking. Maybe not bad, but just like not the right fit. He's like not the right fit, Mick. I would okay. probably call. It. But right. This is this is Mick Taylor. This is the former Mick Rolling Taylor. The former Rolling oh, yeah. Stone. You know him.
1: <laughs> That's right. There were two Micks in the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> there were. <laughs>
0: Along
1: with the uh, spiders from Earth, two Micks. And and just so many, where did these Micks come from?
0: And every every if British if every name British name band Mick. from 1964 through 1978, all mix.
1: All <laughs> every single one.
0: Two plus Mick. Uh,
1: I would like to look at uh, like names, boys' names for the since our podcast, and if Mick has got up, I'm gonna take full credit. The two of us. No, but for, they're gonna for
0: inspiring. But the problem is they're gonna name them Michael, which is always the fifth most named name of all time. Yeah, that's true. And they're gonna be like. Based on Bowie versus Dylan, we'll call him Mick, but his name is Michael. <laughs> That's what they'll say. <laughs>
1: no. Anyway. One of these guys, their actual name was Mick,
0: though. Oh, is that right? I thought they were all Michaels. Some of them were Mick? Well, oh,
1: maybe. Okay, I'm checking. Mick Jagger is indeed Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going here, I'm going to look up Mick He's
0: a fake <laughs> Mick, he can't even be number 17 or whatever we've made him
1: Alright, Mick a, Ronson is also Michael
0: I know, because they called him Mike Okay no, Alright What about Mick Taylor? I started, came, I'm looking at Mick Taylor
1: right now yeah. yeah, he's also Michael
0: Yeah, it's all Michaels, man I'm telling you Anyway, the reason that, uh, that a Mick Yeah, right The reason we have all a right. Mick is that Bob Dylan uh, wanted to tour South America in 1984 on a total whim and uh, But it, it turns out that that's kind of hard to put together. Like, you can't just be like, I want to tour South America. And it just, well, ah, it let's just hey, let's go to South America, everyone. Uh, it turns out you can't do that. So um, they, South America basically told Bob Dylan, no, thanks. We can't accommodate you and your whim to tour South America. So you're going to have to tour Europe. And so uh, Bob Dylan brought on Mick Taylor as his band leader. Um, unfortunately, Chaz, the band that they put together was inexperienced and unused to Dylan's considerable idiosyncrasies. But hey, at least they had a week to practice before the first show. <laughs> Hey, that's enough. Definitely enough. That's all you need when you're uh, when you're trying to back up the most idiosyncratic live performer of all time who never does anything hey, the same, in the same key, in the it. same tempo, in the same time signature, in the same song. He just does whatever he wants. Hey, why don't you follow along, guys? But they couldn't, apparently. Uh, yeah. He went to Europe, and he started out, and apparently the first couple shows, especially the first one, were an absolute disaster. Uh... Part of what was happening is these were stadium shows. So he was playing between 30,000 and 100,000 people at each show Ugh, in Europe. That is a lot of people. And he went completely unprepared with an inexperienced band that Mick Taylor picked out. Dick, hey, can I Yeah
1: there and just suggest this sounds like a recipe for delicious success? Is that <laughs> true?
0: Well, like everything that Dylan did in the 80s, you're right, sir. <laughs> so successful. Oh, man. Oh, such, so, a nice. such a
1: good idea.
0: Now, apparently, uh, things got better as time wore on, and the band actually played like, well, together. Well, rehearsal, on yeah, the road. Yeah, when they <laughs> rehearsed for 45,000 people in Italy, or wherever. <laughs> um, this, is, uh, this was described in one of his biographies as his first, quote, nostalgia tour, which I found kind of interesting, because I thought he had already been doing that. Uh, he had done, I thought he did a nostalgia tour with the band in 1974, in America, and I thought that he did a nostalgia tour <laughs> in 1978 when he was uh, Alice, or, excuse me, Elvis Cooper when he was doing his Weird Vegas Lounge Act. Uh-huh. Um, but I guess what set this one apart is he invited Santana to come along. The, uh, hey,
2: sir, As you just going to do from John's time.
0: That's right. So, um, And Carlos Santana was described by his biographer as, quote, wearisome. <laughs> 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 the wearisome Santana came along... For the ride. Now, the reason... No, Jake, can yeah. I get I, I, I need a little more context here.
1: Where are we with the Christian, we're post-Christian years here? Oh, yeah. How far past by that? Where, where are we
0: at here? Okay, so 1980...
1: Are, are we on yachts? Or are we falling off of yachts yet?
0: Oh, we're on the yacht, baby. We're on the yacht. Okay. And we are you loving it. You haven't fallen it. off yet? No, he, he went straight from the chapel, straight onto the yacht, 1984. Okay, all right. I think he's experiencing okay. the yacht. He's loving the yacht. This is uh, the year after. Nineteen
1: eighty-three was *Infidels*.
0: Exactly. *Infidels*. I mean, I which was wrong, right? the first yacht album? *Infidels*. Yeah, yeah. This is Infidence. uh What's funny is that, you know, so so Bowie dabbled in bad white Caribbean music in '84. It sounds like. Well, yeah. Uh, well, Dylan well, led the way didn't on that. We all. Dylan led the way on that particular. Uh, Bugaboo in 1983 on Infidels when he was you know straight up like hired some Caribbean musicians to come and play
2: yeah
0: with him so you could gets. like he could white white reggae it up all over the place mm-hmm. mm, it's always so good when they do that
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. now the reason the reason that he decided that he was fit to tour arenas in Europe you know nay South America. Was that he went on a little late night show in 1984, Chaz? Called Late Night with David Letterman. You ever heard of that? Hey, one? hey, I
1: remember that
0: one. Yeah, uh, apparently Letterman had been asking him for years, and I guess that's like two years because doesn't his show come out in like '82? <laughs> it was good. I was going didn't think he could have been doing it
1: much longer than
0: that. No, game. no. So uh, Letterman was still very much a countercultural figure in 1984. He was, you know, he was the cool, he was the hip choice. He was the cool choice. Right,
1: because he uh, did not get Johnny Carson's spot. Jay Leno got Johnny Carson's spot.
0: Well, that was later, I think. kind of about it. That was later? Yeah, that was in the, the early 90s, I think. Letterman was just starting out, basically, but he was, like, so cool. You know, he was super cool. Um, so he kept, right, right. as a joke, I think he kept asking Dylan to come on, and Dylan finally relented and actually went on. And you can tell that Letterman doesn't actually, like know what to do with himself he doesn't quite know like he's like hey ladies and gentlemen it's, uh, it's, it's Bob Dylan <laughs> so Dylan decides to go on this show and he decides to bring on three unknown to him musicians uh, these musicians are Charlie Quintana Justin Justing and Tony Marisco and the reason they're famous is that they came on for and played with Bob Dylan one time on the David Letterman show late night with David Letterman and Dylan kills it. He goes crazy. He's like one of the best. It could be his best TV performance of all time, which isn't really saying much. Wow. Um, They rehearsed probably, uh, from everyone's recollection, they rehearsed over 50 songs, but they didn't know which songs they were going to play until just minutes (laughs) beforehand. If you can believe that Uh, with Dylan. Uh, Dylan, this is like, um, I don't know if you can imagine it, but this is, this is as close to, we get to new wave Dylan or post-punk Dylan. He kind of like, he's like ripping it up. He's like <coughs> singing like crazy. At one point during the song Joker, man, he ditches his guitar. Uh, he picks up a, a harmonica, which is in the wrong key. And he starts ripping that out. But then he's like, this is the wrong key. Harmonicas
1: could be in the wrong key.
0: So he puts, yeah, there's a, you get a whole bag of harmonicas. They're all in the key of the song that you're supposed to sing.
1: I didn't even know harmonicas like, were in a key, exactly. Oh man, they
0: all are. All of them.
1: Well, I know that now, oh, not... <laughs> so what do you I guess. I don't own a bag of harmonicas, Jake, I'll be honest with
0: you. <laughs> Every American should own a bag of harmonicas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway about this being a key like you
0: just you just kind of start playing it you know no you just you know if you're in the key of C you grab your C or if you want to go cross harp you grab like an A minor you know what I mean
1: <laughs> well no but please continue
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway he grabbed the wrong key harmonica and he starts ripping out this he only sang like three verses of Joker Man and there's like eight verses of Joker Man but he was like screw that I'm going to play some harmonica now And he goes over there And he grabs it And it's in the wrong key So he They're trying to get him One in the right key And the band just keeps Kind of ripping it up And they don't know What's going on And you can tell They're just like Looking at each other Like what is happening Right now (laughs) And then he gets The right key harmonica And he just destroys A wicked harmonica solo (laughs) He just rips it up He's like Bent over halfway He's like Falling all over the stage He's going crazy It's like Tasty licks On a harmonica chance (laughs) The (laughs) tastiest it is by far.
1: <laughs>
0: it was totally loose, totally like raw, totally rockin', and it's definitely the most punk thing that Bob Dylan's ever done. Hey, nice one, Bob. So way to go. He's loose. Good one. And he's weirdly in his element. Um, and uh, yeah, so that that made him think like, oh, I should go on a tour. But he didn't bring along those musicians. He picked. He had Mick Taylor pick him some crappy ones. So that's.
1: <laughs> hey. You're to you, you Mick, and I do have to make a quick reference to your please, please, do. Because we're, we're at a transition point. And that is, that it appears, and I can't confirm this, mm-hmm. but that uh, the Spiders drummer, Woody Woodmansey, who went by the name Woody because
0: his real name was Mick, and there was already another Mick in the band. Yeah.
1: It appears that his name may actually have been Mick. may actually be Mick.
0: So Well, there. wouldn't that be the way? Which the
1: is one- a little ironic, since he went <laughs> by Woody
0: rather than Mick. <laughs> the one Mick that didn't go by Mick is named Mick. Got it.
1: As far as I can tell, and, you know, a quick, like, 45-second search, his real name seems to be actually Mick. But hey, that could
0: be, you know, right, I don't know. I mean, that makes that makes him go, I think that makes him go higher on my list. What is he right now? Number three or four?
1: No, he's back there because we got, you know, we got, we got Mick got?
0: Robinson, then we got
1: Nick Rock.
0: Yeah, Mick Rock's two. Uh, we
1: got... Mick Jagger.
0: No, he's not three. Okay. I, Taylor, to which I forgot about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can forget about Taylor So I guess,
1: you know, yeah, what he might have been, a, he might have been Mick number three.
0: I mean, that's so punk of him to be like, I'm not Mick anymore. <laughs> it's
1: still number three on the charts.
0: Even, <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pitchfork move right
0: there. <laughs> hey, we are all pitchfork.
1: Well, everyone's already assuming that Mick Jagger's going to be number one, and we're like, nope. Mick around said,
0: ah. boom! No, Mick Jagger is like number 107, I think. That's
1: not true, Jake. Yes, he is. up with six max. He's at least number six, okay? He's
0: so dumb. I hate Mick Jagger.
1: Well, okay. But can we at least accept that there's lots of really
0: rocket Rolling Stone songs? Mick oh, Jagger, of course. As well. I do love the Rolling Stones. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, you gotta get some credit for that, okay? Yeah, okay. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine.
1: Right, okay. right. Tell us
0: more about the terrible. All right, so uh, <laughs> so I'm doing this all out of order, but it's kind of fun. Uh, he plays Letterman. He goes on the tour, which was you know a disaster turned into. I'm sure he. I'm sure he made gobs of money, which is good for good for him at the time. Hey, hey. He's all right, dead, which led him to release a uh, live album in 1984 at the end of 1984 that were called from mm-hmm. two shows at the end of the world tour. Now, Chess, I have a I have a multiple choice question for you. Yeah, great. Okay. Brady uh, the answer is, uh, or the question is, how live
1: is it? <laughs> you asked me the question
0: instead of. the... <laughs> yeah, me, I'm not going to give you the answer. I'm going to give you the question. Okay, how right. how live is it? All right, A, kind of, B, <laughs> mostly, C, fake, D, real, or E, all of the above.
1: Well, I'm always going to go for all of the above. I'm going to go for all of the above in this case right
0: yeah, now. No, I'm sorry. It's deep. It. It's real live. It's not just live or kind of live. It's real live. That's the, name of, his, real. That's the name of his. That's the name of his 1984 live the the album. the album cover, doesn't it? <laughs> It's real live. It's real live. Real. It's real. It's not just live. It's not fake. It's real live. <laughs> Uh, this album was. This album was somehow produced by Glenn Johns, who is a very famous rock and roll producer. Um, and uh, you know, I'll just you know, I'll just you know, not to not to uh, give anything away or anything, but it it just it it, it kind of stinks. It kind of sucks, Jeff. Yeah, well, I guess that already. I call it. I call it pretty sucky. It's it it's definitely in the category. Now, I thought this was more. I was a little excited actually. I thought this was going to be more aggressively bad than it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, it's in that Dylan zone where it's like just boring and uninspired for the most part. So it doesn't, yeah. it can't suck that bad, but it can't be that you know, it's good. bad. it's too
1: bad. It's a little disappointing, you
0: know? I am disappointed a little bit. Yeah,
1: 1984 was supposed to be a race to the bottom, and uh, Boyd didn't go as low as I thought he was going
0: to go. Yeah, and Dylan, I guess, didn't either. Um, he did a couple things that were actually, you know, kind of interesting. And real live is not interesting, it's just, it's really boring um, the, only, the only parts that are good is that he did, uh, he did take a break, you know, in the middle of each show To do a little acoustic set, which kind of works for him mm, in this mm-hmm. And he rewrote, yeah. he rewrote the lyrics to tangle. So the band up.
1: could go back and you know, do just a couple lines You know, I think, for the second half, right?
0: I think they were too boring to do that stuff, man I don't think they were <laughs> doing drugs They went back and played some cellar They were not living on oh. the edge <laughs> they were just They were just guys Yeah they were like Hey honey I'm in Barcelona Hey honey
1: Yep, yep. Oh it's just You know just the break While well, Bob's doing
0: Yeah Bob's doing a little yep. Yeah Yeah hey how are the kids
1: We're gonna play some Parties um,
0: I sent so, my uh, I sent my paycheck Did you deposit that Yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty That's what they're Except for Mick Taylor Was like Guys come on now We got to party <laughs> He's
1: stumbling around
0: He's like Go uh, on." Now the other reason under
1: each
0: the other reason that Mick, uh, in this case Mick Taylor, uh, was was not was not on the, the right side of history is so he kept trying to rip off tasty guitar solos. Yeah, well um, tell
2: me all.
0: and Bob was like, No, that's not what these songs are about. You can't do that. <laughs> but he just kept trying anyway, you know. <laughs> He's just like <laughs> And Bob would just start singing over him while he was ripping it off. <laughs> I mean, why did this happen? <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, uh, uh-huh. so Bob actually rewrote the lyrics to Tangled Up in Blue and his other song, Simple Twist of Fate. And so I guess that was kind of, you know, interesting. He would kind of... Uh, did
1: you go with a different color now? Tangled Up in... It
0: was Tangled magenta. Up in... It was Tangled Up in Pink.
1: Tangled Up in... Chartreuse.
0: Tangled Up in Magenta. Did you say that one?
1: I did just say... I don't... I only used two color names. And used one of the names.
0: Tangled Up in Shut Up Chaz.
1: <laughs> good one good one hey, i had some beer yeah. in when you said that and i almost spit it out like, did... hey that's good i'm a true american hero
0: jake <laughs> i think you are and you didn't ruin your phone it's all good no
1: it didn't ruin my phone or my laptop which is
0: in front of me um so when he sings uh in particular he sings um oh goodness what's that song that he sings on the album oh it ain't me babe it ain't me babe so there's this mm-hmm. i was just thinking i was listening to this and it there's a particular thing that happens on live albums, which is always thrilling, even if the song is bad and the album is bad, is when like sixty thousand people sing along to the song that the performer is mm, singing yeah, along to. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. were all singing, and he actually let them sing parts of it without him, you know, butting in. Uh, it ain't me, babe. And it's actually like it's kind of dope. And I, I apologize because I wanted this to be worse than it is, but that that part, <laughs> that part is kind of yeah. cool. Like the good. Yeah, It's never not dope When the whole When 60,000 people Sing along to a song
1: Yeah Yeah Right
0: Would you agree with that Can we agree with that Here on the boat yeah, This is Dylan uh, Yeah
1: Yeah Alright I'm gonna assume that we've got Legion of the Fans Talking along with us Right now
0: Hey guys Just agree Just agree that that's dope
1: These memorable always. times Right now
0: Yeah I'm I'm remembering them And they're happening now And <laughs> uh, you hey,
1: remember When we were talking A few seconds ago that The thing we're still Talking about now
0: Yeah yeah, yeah, I remember. That's great. Hey, that I'm, really I'm, getting it's nostal- good times. I'm getting nostalgic. I'm getting nostalgic. I'm getting nostalgic for that.
1: Precious <laughs> moments that will last a
0: lifetime. You know, it used to be ironic, but now I love it unironically. A couple seconds ago. <laughs> well, so the nineties are over. Long
1: right? Over. Yeah. Irony is dead. Hey. Not ironically.
0: The dream of the nineties is never will never die.
1: <laughs> it's alive in Portland.
0: It's alive in Portland. That's right. Which I don't live in anymore, but
1: which is near near, near enough. Well,
0: I don't know if the dream of the '90s is alive in Camas, Washington, but who knows? <laughs> Maybe somewhere. <laughs> all right. So. All right, what else you got here, Jay? All right. Well, don't you dare hurry me along, sir.
1: I'm not hurrying you along. All right. I was just curious
0: what else you got. Okay. I just want to say on the, the the last thing about that is anytime he's not singing acoustically, it's just it's just boring. It's just terrible. It's terrible and boring. <laughs> uh-huh. All
1: right. So. It goes for all of the years of Dylan. or around the years about Dylan. Period. <laughs> Oh, come on. Including 1966, when he come was on Judas.
0: That is not true. How, <laughs> dare you. How dare you. How dare you. From your perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He needs to
1: return to his roots, finally, and start writing folky protest songs. Now. You know what? That would really, that would really screw with anybody, mess with everybody if he did that. Finally, now, you know
0: what? all that. All <laughs> so that. He
1: like, suddenly got super political. He's like, all these years, Trump and is. Spooky protest song against Trump right now. Like, Trump I mean, is a,
0: I a like, bum. I. <laughs> he sucks his thumb. <laughs> Trump <laughs> is a bum. <laughs> it
1: just starts inside the U.S. and by <laughs> U.S. I mean seventy-year-old Ben.
0: That's right. <laughs> And all those people he picked up in the '90s, which is 25 years ago now. Uh huh. They're all 50 now. That's great, like, like me. I'm just kidding. I'm 40. Almost 40. Hey, uh, let's go. Let's. My. I got. I got one more segment for you. So in the rest. Yeah. yeah. In the rest of 1984, Bob Dylan um, was trying out bands and backing musicians to quote find a new sound end quote and recorded the album, which sucks so bad, Empire Burlesque, which came out in 1985. Mm, so, I have a multiple choice question for you, Chaz.
1: Yeah, I'm ready.
0: All right. So, the the question is, who did Bob Dylan not audition and or record awesome versions of crappy songs not included on his crappy albums in the late 80s? Does that Shit, make sense? Well,
1: well, that's a lot of, that's like a, quite... Triple, uh, negative in there
0: yeah there's a lot there i, I understand i am realizing there's now a lot that of not. i'm realizing now that the question <laughs> is is confusing but that doesn't that's not going to stop me i'll ask it again okay. ask who, again. who right. did bob dylan not that suggests that there's one that he did not audition okay, yep. audition and or record awesome versions of crappy songs that were not included on his crappy late 80s albums
1: Okay, so you're gonna give me like some people like from his band that he
0: yeah people that he was like addition that he was quote the addition to be in his band addition to be on his album with him he was looking for a new sound okay oh, he was, like, okay yeah yeah so he was he was all okay. hyped up because he had you know he had some so which success one on of these Man. people
1: did he not audition yeah okay and, got it all right you know, yeah, and, yeah, and
0: also don't forget that people thought he was back after Infidels it seems crazy <laughs> oh, okay. now but they thought he was yeah, back yeah. after that okay yeah got it all right so uh, a Stephen Van Zandt. Um, who was Springsteen's former, and future, um, not future at this point, but former right-hand man for the E Street Band. Yeah. And, and he was yeah. apparently known as, quote, Miami Steve Van Zant at this point, for some reason. Okay, <laughs> that
1: one seems like an obvious, uh, that seems
0: like a one that he probably All did. Right, he tried, he, uh, did he try that guy out? Uh, B, Ron Wood, <laughs> our old friend, uh, also from the Rolling Stones, <laughs> who's just always, <laughs> I guess... That, one also,
1: seems, that one also seems likely,
0: yep. I feel like Ron Wood is just in the uh, the corner at the recording studio, and he's just like, Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Hey, hey, you guys. You guys need me to play? To play? Oh, I'm, uh, play? Uh, I'm ready to go. Hey, Bob, are you, are you looking for a new sound? Hey, Bob. Hey, 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 Bob. Hey, Bob. I also this play here. in the Rolling Stones, okay. but, uh, but do I really? Do I really play in the Rolling Stones? Who knows? C, um, Al Green's entire Memphis band. Kay. Okay. Okay. D. Carol Childs his then paramour, um, and also you know accomplished backup singer uh, gospel singer E. Sam Shepard the playwright F. Members of the post-punk quote cow-punk band Lone Justice okay or G. David Bowie who was not in his inner (laughs) circle at that point
1: well I'm glad you came up with the answer at the end uh
2: David in
0: for definitely didn't audition to do something with Bob Dylan. Are you sure? I, am sure? I am. All right, that's sure. yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about um, I thought about you know just uh, creating something to actually make you get the answer wrong, but then I, I felt bad. because <laughs> there's no way you could yeah, pick between them. No, no, no. Yeah. No. Uh, Bob Dylan was casting about, and he ended up you know of course recording these like white hot wonderful versions of, like, three or four songs and then not including them on any album. Well, why would he? I don't know.
1: Jake.
0: He's such a joker. You
1: would only do something like that if you wanted to release a good album. He clearly did not.
0: Yep. You're right about that. All right, hey, I'm gonna let you do some... I'm gonna let you do some points, bro. Hey.
1: Hey, thanks, buddy. Hey, no problem.
0: I'm here to... I'm here to please.
1: Hey. Hey. So... All right, this is—I honestly don't know who's going to win. So no, this look, is this is this is rough stuff. It is, it's a race to the bottom. It's, it's rough a race stuff. To the bottom. Uh, we're going to start out with Tonight's It was 1984 album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go. In my opinion, it's probably the second worst album of them all after yeah. Never Let Me Down.
0: Yeah, that's tough. Um,
1: it gets a little tangled up in the Tin Machine projects. Those are pretty bad. I think this is probably worse than Tin Machine. Okay. Uh, it's not like I said. It's not aggressively bad. It's not like. Never let me doubt which is in your face bad. Some people consider this to be personal, and I completely understand that. Uh, it's just so bad, but it's also it's just so bland. Yeah. Uh, but there's a couple good sides. I don't know. I'm going with a negative two. Yeah. So, our scale again negative five, two five, two positive five, then negative two.
0: I can't believe it's not lower, oh. but we can argue about that later. That's fine.
1: Yeah, well, okay, whatever. Single. Uh, single. He's got two singles in 1984. The first one is, you guessed it, Blue Jean. Um, my is favorite a song a solid Decent song It's one of the best songs Probably the best song of tonight um, I probably would give it a .5 Bundling in this video This 22 minute long Opus Which is actually Entertaining and really great video So I'm using that And using the VHS For Jazzy Collegian As part of my points For the same Rather than putting it Separately Does that make sense?
0: Yeah That's what we usually I'm do I'm giving it a 1 You're giving I'm it a giving full 1? You
1: know, I yeah. Well I I, I would right. it the same at point five, but because of the video being as good as it is, I'm knocking it up to .5.
0: It's your show. It's separate, because Dazzling for Blue Team got a separate VHS release. Like, it could be argued that that could be habit points, but it, that seems stupid, so I just didn't do it. Okay. I just with it with this. I'm Move doing it one. Yep, it's your show. Tonight
1: is one of the gay tracks. It had no video to buoy it up, which is unpleasant <laughs> tonight, because it's really terrible. Uh, oh, I mentioned it was later released as a live single by Tina Turner featuring Bowie, which is actually much better. Sure, it's, it's a it's bland and it's bad and and bland, and I'm giving here in the full native one. Wow, so, okay. There's right. a, a cover of an indie pop and David Bowie song that features on the Lost in Uh, That version is way better. All right, finally, our VH yes section. <laughs> well, he did not tour or do anything else, but he did release a lot of VHSs and live Hello. First one is Serious Moonlight, which again is the uh, live show from 1983.
0: He was, p- 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 he was, he was pumping. He was sharp and playing a lot of bits and is good. I'm giving that one a negative one. Uh, a ricochet, negative one. Sorry, what did you say?
1: A one. A did one. You... I'm giving Serious Moonlight one, a positive one. Okay. Uh, ricochet is the kind of travel documentary about that same tour. It's right. interesting. It's it's weird because it's it's obviously somewhat like planned ahead. It's not all just straight up documentary. Um, there are definitely things that they're going for. It was interesting and evocative. And, I don't know, but it seemed like really essential. I'm. I wasn't. i am giving zero on that one. Okay. Uh, Ricochet and Serious Moonlight released on same D, like released on DVD together on a single. You just get a bundle a package. Bundle package six like just on one DVD, which is the way they belong to. They just belong together. And uh, Ricochet, they added 15 minutes to Ricochet or something. Anyway, they're both better that way and it was a good way to go. Uh, there go. They belong together. So zero points sure. for Ricochet.
2: Got it. Next up is Jazzin' for Blue Jean,
1: which again, I'm not pointing <laughs> now. It was considered as part of the single, but yep. I want to say for Blue Jean two more times. <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> just say it again. Jazzin' for Blue Jean. I love You till Tuesday was a proposed TV show about David Bell uh, from early 1969. It features... The original studio version of Space Oddity, which is not the version that everyone knows, it was, that was re recorded a few months later for the album and single. Uh, it's pretty bad. It's really interesting, like from a historical perspective, to see where he's at and what he was doing, but okay. uh, that doesn't make it any better. Okay. It's kind of embarrassing. Very, you know. Um, there really some credit going to where he was at at the time, and it was not a major release. This is kind of like a, you know, record label going. Let's recoup some of our money from 15 years ago when we made this thing and nobody wanted it. Boom house. So I'm giving that a negative 1.5. All right. For a total of negative 1.5.
0: A negative 1.5. Yep. Yep. That's what it looks like. Okay. Yep. All right. So let's move on to uh, yield Bob Dylan in 1984. I will start off by uh, doing something that I didn't talk about. He released a single and a video from his previous album Infidels. In, in 1984, and that was *Joker Man*, which I think is generally considered the best song. I've heard
2: of that song. That's, yeah, I've heard of that that,
0: one. I think you know, as much, in as much as that was like a hit. If there was a hit on that, I think it was generally considered the best song, and I, I think I would have to agree. And as I watched the video, which is... Oh gosh, how to explain it? It was sort of uh, you know, like it had like it had all these um like images of like religious figures, like old and religious figures like Jesus and okay. and, and other things like that. And it sort of has a kind of a, a, a an apocalyptic feel to it. And then but every once in a while, you know, the song is like 6 minutes long, of course. Yeah. But every yeah, once well. in a while, Dylan, you know, present day, which at that time would have been 1984 in his big it is big, you know, gray suit coat would just show up and like badly lip sync the the chorus and the chorus as you'll remember is something like joker man oh 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 joker man and so he's like trying to lip sync that whole oh 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 part but he's he's clearly not he's clearly not doing it but they just kind of like shoehorn him in there you know like kind of like uh Whereas, whereas maybe, you know, the other imagery was kind of interesting and it went along with the song lyrics and stuff. And then he would just show up. Like, 84 Dylan would just be like, there, you know, here he is. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
0: and so, you know, I kind of I appreciated the song a little bit more, hearing it just as it is, outside of the context of the album. Okay, um, yes, that makes it better. Yeah, and there were, like, there, was, there were lyrics on the on the video, which was helpful, you know, I will say. Um, and so, you know, I kind of feel like giving that a plus 0.5. Hey, go for it! Yeah, it's definitely the best song on the on Infidels, so I'm not I'm not stressing too much here. Yeah, hey, hey, I
1: got I got got a quick tangent based on Man. Uh, I've been kind of getting into Purple Rain lately uh, by Prince. Yeah, I know well. Yeah, Uh, all I don't remember how this came around. I think maybe I was I was watching the music video for What Doves Cryer. English, I don't know Prince doesn't actually have that great of music he does in general huh. and um, my five year old wandered over wander, wander, and wanted to watch Batman videos or something and in one of the videos come, like recommendations was uh, if
0: you recall Prince did the soundtrack for the 1989 movie Batman how could I and forget and a
1: song called Bat
0: Dance <laughs> so I watched the video wonderful.
1: One, and I watched the video for Bat Dance it was awful
0: so, <laughs> it's really but, uh, it's really good and bad
1: <laughs> Prince <laughs> oh he was so bad it's good oh but, yeah. definitely Prince Half like made up, like half right down the center, Uh half Joker on one and Batman on the other side. Yes,
2: yeah,
0: so Joker Man.
1: This is immediately the image that jumped <laughs> into my brain. Yeah, was Prince being half Joker, half Batman.
0: Well, Dylan had and a Dylan
1: really had, terrible, <laughs> like nine minute long Bat Dance music video. <laughs>
0: Well Dylan had a little I, bit of a girl
1: got a little tired up after a while
0: He had a little he, he had a little trademark on Joker You know Via the Joker Man song And then You know <laughs> The actual Joker came along And just stole his lunch money And just took it
1: uh, Plus the character of the Joker Has been around since like the 40s So there's that but. Well I know But
0: it wasn't nearly as famous Until that movie You know No I he,
1: wouldn't think so He was in the 60s TV show You
0: know Yeah I know But he was He was hokey then He wasn't Jack Nicholson yeah. <laughs> Few people are Only mm-hmm. one in fact There's actually one Jack Nicholson <laughs> <laughs> Fat Fat um, Alright, Bob Dylan also toured the world in 1984 And mm-hmm. I guess it started out? started out badly But it ended up, you know I'm sure he, he, made, he made some nice chunk of change there It wasn't so fat, it's Big. He was stacking cash stacks He was, he was stacking cash stacks for sure uh, But I still get a negative .5 Because it's just boring and bad uh, yeah, but it's not, real, but it's not a sure. disaster. So negative point five. Yeah, and then, um, of course, the real live album. Uh,
1: really, really live. Oh man, I can't wait to be a bootleg series.
0: Uh, really I'm exhausted. I'm ex- Even more real live. I'm exhausted. Real live. You thought this was real? Actually, it's really <laughs> real live.
1: <laughs> really real live.
0: More real, more live. More real, more live. Bootleg series, <laughs> volume sixty-three. More real, more live. Anyway, it's pretty bad. I don't. I would never put it on. I was pleasantly surprised um, by it uh, in a way. So I gave it a negative one point five out of a possible okay. negative three.
1: A possible negative three.
0: Yeah. Um, and so that, actually, Chaz, I think what we're going to have here is another beat- tie. We have another tie. What? Yeah. Good I gave ne- Joker five. Man plus .5. I gave The Tour a negative .5, and Real Live is minus oh, yeah. 1.5. We got
1: a tour we got a tie. A we got a tie. Three. I
0: think that's appropriate, isn't it? Yeah, well, uh, yeah. yeah. Don't you think? Or I was not? really curious about This was one I was really honestly curious about. It. Usually
1: I have a pretty list.
0: Not always right, but usually I, but not this one, I really know. Oh the- <tail waving> 1984. Oh joker man. Yeah. Next time let's uh what do you say? Oh I don't know.
1: Do a good year for for our. Generation. Oh man, let's do it. Let's we'll mix things up
0: a little bit. <laughs> I kind of liked. I kind of like waiting back into the muck and mire for '84,
1: though. We it actually has pretty, but it's fun to do something good. The research is more fun when mm-hmm. when it's something good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the show is more fun when. Well, it's easier to explain. We're gonna race to the top. So go race to the top. Yeah,
0: unclear. This is a big one. Deep in the heart. Is, yeah, we're doing 1975
1: next episode. Oh, this has famously been cited as the year in the center where Dylan has the best chance of actually unseating the un- otherwise unstoppable. Yeah. It is, uh, it's his home. This is like, like a rumble in the jungle.
0: It's type. a heavyweight I mean, fight. I don't know. It's a heavyweight fight. It's a heavyweight fight. Heavyweight fight. Like,
1: you know, in this case, we'll be Dylan bringing it to the rank heavy gap. Ooh. We haven't done 1973 yet, but Bowie would win the five previous years before that. Yeah, and, uh, probably. And we we'll see if Dylan can take him down.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Next time.
1: Yeah, next time on Bowie vs. Dylan.
0: Yeah, that's our show. So. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> it is.
1: Charlie, and I
0: like Bowie. I'm Jake, and I love Dylan. And right, let's do a little uh, let's do a let's do a little mashup medley of 1984, Joker Man, and uh, Jazz in My Blue Jeans.
1: Jazz
0: in four know, do I get like thirty more times? <laughs> 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 jazz in the blue oh. four blue jeans. 1984, sex crimes. Oh, Joker
2: Man. Do do